This is the Defenders podcast on TV Podcast Industries, and we're talking about Loki, Season 2, Episode 1, Ouroboros. If we don't protect it, what on earth are you suggesting? Protect? Is that what you think we've been doing? With all due respect, ma'am, we haven't been protecting. We've been destroying. There are people with lives on those branches, and we have committed atrocities every time atrocities? we've thrown one. Yes. Take caution in your tone. Call it whatever you want, but we have to take a moment to understand what's happening. We don't have happening. a moment. You've made your position clear. So we don't have time for protocol now? And you've made your position clear, Hunter. Welcome back, fellow Defenders. Yes, this is Defenders podcast on TV Podcast Industries, and we are back in the world of Loki for Season 2, Episode 1, Ouroboros. I'm one of your hosts, John. I'm one of your other hosts, Derek. Yes, two years since uh, last time we were talking about Loki Season 1. Yeah, I know. Um, I'm one of the few of the current crop of Marvel TV shows to get a season two. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. I think the only other one is uh, What If right now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Loads of other shows that could have potentially had a season two. There's there's lots of shows like Moon Knight could have had a season two. Miss Marvel could have had a season two. Although she may still get a season two since she's coming up in the Marvels uh, coming out in November. So uh, that may follow on a season two of Miss Marvel. Um, But yeah, Loki being the first one. Uh, One big change. Uh, since season one of Loki is that um, Kate Heron, who was uh, one of the lead showrunners and lead executive for the show, is no longer on the show. Uh, Michael Waldron has taken over showrunner duties for for this one. He was a lead writer on Loki season one and he wrote uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, of course. Um, So uh, he's taking over duties here. Apparently, Kate said after uh, the first season, she'd worked on the show for about three years to get that season out there. And she just said she felt she'd given everything she could. It's time for somebody else to take over. Yeah, well, that's fair enough. Yeah. It must be exhausting. So, I'm sure. uh, and it, you know, I think uh, Michael Waldron is certainly uh, one of the key players in this current phase. So, yeah, good yeah. stuff. Yeah. Uh, but, fellow defenders, welcome back. Last time we were doing the Defenders podcast, it was for Secret Invasion. Mm-hmm. And of course, we still do have the pub quiz. Uh, results to uh, provide you with and we um, we're going to wrap it up together with the wheel of time pub quiz the gen v pub quiz and also the ahsoka pub quiz as well so there'll be four quizzes that will be giving results and also wrapping up those four uh, shows so yeah. apologies fellow defenders for the delay in doing that um we have just been absolutely uh, run off our feet with podcasts mm-hmm. which is a good thing yeah it is a good thing and uh, also we've been away if you've been listening on to the podcast we uh, went away well, for a weekend uh, yes, to go most and see recently a concert uh manchester orchestra in manchester which was absolutely great really enjoyed that yeah um, but now we're back uh loki released uh, on friday um this weekend we were lucky enough to see it a couple of weeks ago but uh, didn't get a podcast recorded because we didn't have time to record it and you may also notice there's only two of us here uh, chris can't join us for this podcast uh, he's only able to join us for a few podcasts 
last week, but he will be joining us later on in the season of Loki, just like he'll be joining us for Gen V uh, when we start to get down to just two podcasts a week. <laughs> yes, uh, but if you are new to the podcast, uh, fellow defenders, uh, please pop on over to our website at tvpodcastindustries.com where you can subscribe to any mischievous or godlike podcast player of your choice. You can also uh, send in your thoughts, theories, observations, critiques mm -hmm. of all things around Loki Season 2. Uh, send in your emails to feedback at tvpodcastindustries.com. Uh, and also you can head on over to our Facebook group at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash TV Podcast Industries, where we will also have our spoiler posts of each and every episode of Season 2 of Loki. Mm -hmm. um, but I think with those announcements, we can move on into our spoiler-filled discussion of Loki Ouroboros. That's hard to say, isn't it? I, it is. Yeah, I always thought of it as Ouroboros. That's what I always thought it was pronounced as as well and the, the robberous and the first time i heard it was on uh, on red dwarf so i've always heard it in a liverpool accent as a rob or ross um, <laughs> which was the explanation for how uh, how uh, dave was left as, as an eternal child uh, for you red dwarf um fans out there uh so um we're going to pronounce it the way the american uh, show pronounces it as uh Ouroboros. Right. Yes. And that is the character's name. So he's entitled, just like Data in Star Trek Next Generation, entitled to name himself yes. uh, whatever pronunciation he wants to. Uh, but I might yeah. just be shortening it to OB. I think so. <laughs> I think so. They did that very quickly on the show here. Uh, yes. But once again, you've mentioned already uh, the head writer for this season of Loki. Season two is Michael Waldron, who we've mentioned already. Um, this episode was directed by Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead, who we will know very well as they directed two of the six episodes of Moon Knight and were uh, quite central in the development of Moon Knight yes. and that, uh, that concept for the show what a great as well. show. It really was, it really was. Uh, this episode was written by Eric Martin, uh, who wrote episode four of season one and co-wrote the season one finale. So really interesting that he's back here for the first episode of the second season, taking loads of springboards off that first season. Yeah, excellent uh, yeah, stuff. Yeah. So, John, do you want to tell us what they gave us with your synopsis for Loki 201 or a Boris? Sure. Loki discovers that he is uncontrollably warping across time in the Time Variance Authority, or TVA, headquarters. In the past, Mobius M, Mobius, and Hunter B-15 don't recognise Loki, and the TVA attempt to apprehend him. In the present, Loki reunites with Mobius and warns him of the threat of the many variants of He Who Remains, the TVA's creator. Still warping between different times, Loki and Mobius go to meet the TVA technician Ouroboros, or OB, who deduces that Loki is time-slipping, a phenomenon possibly caused by the instability of the timeline branches caused by the death of He Who Remains. To stop Loki's time-slipping, OB instructs Mobius to approach the Temporal Loom with the Temporal Aura Extractor device to extract Loki from the time stream as Loki prunes himself. The endeavour is filled with risk, as Mobius realises that his skin could be flayed from his body, while Loki could be turned into spaghetti and lost to time. Loki time slips to the future, where he briefly encounters Sylvie, before he is pruned by someone at the last possible second. In addition, Loki discovers that the temporal loom will go critical in the future. Mobius successfully pulls Loki from the time stream, and the two of them set out to find Sylvie, just as many TVA hunters are ordered by General Dox to search for her. 
In a mid-credit scene, Sylvie enters a branch timeline in Broxton, Oklahoma in 1982 and visits a McDonald's restaurant where she wants to try everything, including the new Chicken McNuggets. <laughs> I'm sure there's lots more branded <laughs> products coming from uh, McDonald's later on in the season. I think they reeled through about 15 items from their menu in just that one scene. I know. <laughs> uh, what an advert. What a uh -huh. product placement. Well, old Narches. if you go into your McDonald's right now, they have had a uh, promotion going on uh, connected with the Loki TV show. So I'm sure they paid a lot of money to connect to it. I'm not sure whether this is the show that will uh, sell Happy Meals to kids, though. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure either. And not too much time slipping going on in uh, McDonald's. Maybe a bit of bowel slipping after some of that food. But uh, yeah, for sure. We are not sponsored by McDonald's, clearly. <laughs> Obviously, yes. Good stuff. But enough of all that chit-chat around McDonald's menu. Mm -hmm. Let us get into our top five variants for season two of Loki. Yes, as you remember, if, uh, if you were with us for season one, instead of top five points, we talk about our top five variants. But there are, are major moments from the episode that we want to talk about uh, overall. So yes. let's get into variant number one, John. Yes. The past. Yes. No one remembers Loki. Yes, he's kind of like a fugitive again, uh, like we saw in season one, uh, where he's Mobius and uh, Hunter B-15 certainly don't recognize him, mm -hmm. don't know who he is, um, and so are chasing him around the TVA. Yeah, this was the uh, the big cliffhanger, I suppose, at the end of season one, uh, when we found out we were going to be getting a season two. Uh, we saw this moment where uh, Mobius is staring at the person that he's spent all this time with throughout season one and doesn't even recognize him. So, uh, so he's being chased through uh, the streets of the TVA, or at least uh, through the... Um, the office corridors of the TVA. Um, did the TVA look a bit bigger to you, a bit more vast this time? There's definitely a lot more going on in the background with the flying um, the flying mail trucks uh, all going everywhere. Definitely. I, I think this is kind of one of the interesting things about this episode is just those differences that you see as you have this time slipping mm -hmm. uh, from Loki. Uh, and it actually, it's also a great, I thought it was a pretty cool effect. I, I did like... Uh, how he he sort of warped and then just oh, disappeared. Yeah. yeah, that was very um, cool. It was really cool. But you you see a lot of sort of the the present TVA. Those views are covered up, and um, so I'm guessing back in the past, and you see he who remains as, as the main statue there. Mm -hmm. So yes, a lot of changes suggestive that in the present. Uh, that he who remains is trying to sort of obscure the fact that uh, he is involved yes. with the, the creation or the setting up of the TVA. Mm -hmm. So all those different visual changes as you move backwards and forwards are really, really good, I yeah. think. Yeah, really cool. Uh, I, I just love how Loki gets away here as well, where he's surrounded by all the members of the, well, the hunters and um, by Mobius, and then just jumps off the side, lands on the back of a mail truck, and then uh, falls in through a window where one of the other TVA agents from season one, uh, Casey, is, is inside. And then we see the mail truck fall back out the window. I was certain he'd just killed the driver of that <laughs> yeah, truck. But you do too. see it flying off yeah. in the background. So she'll be fine. She'll be fine. Yeah, yeah no truck driver <laughs> harmed in the making of this uh, episode for sure. Exactly. But yeah, Casey also doesn't recognize uh, Loki here. So kind of fish out of water here mm -hmm. in the past as um, this is a, a new phenomenon as he sort of warps 
in front of them as well and uh, jumps back into the present. Something is going on for the, the people in the past, but Loki is going backwards and forwards. And mm-hmm. I really enjoyed how this was done. And certainly as the, the main thrust of the episode was moving forward in the present and Loki just jumped to that room in the past or indeed in the future later on in the episode. But in in particular, um, I I like that moment where he is in the, the judges council meeting room Mm -hmm. uh, where he has all the, the, those, uh, the faces of he who remains Mm -hmm. coming out of the back. Or is it in, in the present you have the timekeepers, which we, from season one, we knew to just be uh, ro- robots. Exactly, exactly. A- animatronics, even. Yeah, and we and we know now because we've seen other variants of this character in uh, in Ant Man of the Wasp, um, Quantumania. We know now this is Kang and all the Kang variants. I think at the time we were questioning it when we were uh, reviewing season one. Um, we had heard of the casting of Kang, but then uh, when Jonathan Majors came out as uh, as he who remains and never mentioned the name Kang at all, we were going, "Who's this guy?" But um, is he connected to Kang? Is is there is that what he's going to be named in the future? But we see here, as you say, that the uh, mural that's on the wall has multiple different uh, different versions of uh, of Kang. I guess we can we can start calling him now. Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. And but interestingly, as well, in the past here, as Loki is in that council chamber, mm-hmm. um, he does play. Uh, recording which is of um he who remains uh speaking about uh ravona renslayer mm-hmm. being the main person in his team that what he did he couldn't have done without her exactly uh, and he's looking forward to ruling with her so mm-hmm. you know at the moment renslayer is missing from the present world so yeah. that is like an interesting hook that loki picks up uh, from the past mm-hmm. uh, to bring back to the present. Yeah, yeah, we saw her disappear at the end of uh, at the end of season one, and she isn't, isn't in this episode at all. But uh, but yeah, an interesting uh, little moment there for Loki that he has now seen the connection between those two. Um, obviously, last season he saw the connection between uh, Miss Minutes and, uh, and he remains, but uh, but here he's uh, picking up on that connection between uh, Red Slayer and he remains. Yeah, uh, but we yeah. have Loki talking to Mobius. Um, saying that Miss Minutes can't be trusted mm-hmm. uh, in this episode. Um, as, he, like you say, she, uh, Miss Minutes was there with He Who Remains at the end of time. Exactly. So, yes, you know, these things starting to sort of, this new information starting to be given uh, to, to Mobius as ultimately Loki is bouncing between uh, different times. Yeah, um, yeah. On the same timeline, though, ultimately. Well, I yes, I suppose the the whole um, thrust of the show is that there's one sacred timeline that all all of the branches have been pruned off of. So uh, you, it's different to what we saw in um, Avengers Endgame, I suppose, this stage. Everything's been pruned up to this point. Um, so if he jumps backwards in time, he's on the same timeline uh, as he's in the present timeline. He's not creating a new branch, I suppose, um, which is kind of interesting. But there is lots of stuff going on. Like you can see it from their monitoring systems that they have in the TVA. You see all these branches that have now breached that red zone that used to get them pruned off the timeline. So um, so there's lots of uh, lots of branching timelines going on. But we see here 
Loki's jumping between uh, previous ones and a uh, previous time and now uh, where everybody remembers him effectively. Yeah, exactly. Well, some people re- remember him. He's done something specific. We'll probably talk about it a bit later on when we get to meet Ouroboros. Yes. Shall we move on to variant two as we flip-flop between the past, the present and the future? But this yes. time, variant two, the present. I suppose the big thing that's happening in the present here is that um, that Mobius and B-15 are watching all these brand new timelines that are coming in and they have now got the realization that they were stolen from a timeline and brought to the TVA. So they had their own lives, they had their own things going on and they're uh, having that great discussion between the two of them going, how do we tell everybody this? You know, yeah. you your entire life was stolen away. Everybody that you know is probably dead because we uh, because we pruned that timeline. And... The things you thought were your gods, well, they were just uh, they were just robots. <laughs> yeah, and this kind of all plays out in this the new judges council meeting uh, in the war room, as they call it, because of all this branching uh, beyond the red thresholds yeah. of of the sacred timeline, where we have General Docks and Judge Gamble uh, that want to see Morbius and B fifteen to explain because you see that the branches are no longer being pruned based on the orders of Hunter B-15 mm-hmm. because, as she explains, you know, we're all variants. We all had a life on the timeline exactly. uh, that was uh, being taken away from us. And um, that effectively, we haven't been protecting the sacred timeline. We have just been destroying people's lives mm-hmm. uh, in other times. Um, and... And she's These even calling are it atrocities. Yeah. Exactly. She's, she's calling it atrocities. She's calling it like genocide for everybody yeah. that lives in that timeline. They're all pruned and all gone and their existence is taken away from them. Yeah. I really yeah. like this discussion. And, and I mean, you, you have that coming back with, uh, Hunter XO5 here who calls, uh, Morbius and B15 to the, the war room, mm-hmm. uh, where Hunter talks about the jet skis and um, the big thing about Mo- Mobius, um, who, just kind of remembers this from mm-hmm. some time and it being probably his previous life where he enjoyed yeah. uh, water sports and jet skis. You exactly, know? exactly. A good skidoo, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, again, I like that this being co- incorporated into season two, you know, that was kind of a bit of a joke and it was a bit of a red herring for people who are watching season one that he had this uh, this book of water skis and everybody was trying to piece it together and potentially we might see by the end of the season what is the connection uh, between Mobius and the water skis. But this discussion is really interesting as they're, they're uh, talking in the new judges council trying to fight with them and trying to tell them what's actually happened at the end of time with uh he who, he who remains um trying to tell them you know we have to stop what we were doing in the past we were just doing his bidding and his bidding was to keep one sacred timeline which is the one that establishes him as the person ruling over everything effectively. absolutely yeah. and that's that's great with loki sort of warping back from the past into the war room mm-hmm. and showing everyone in the war room that behind the mural of the timekeepers mm-hmm. who are effectively fake, uh, you have the, the busts of, of Kang yes. looking in all directions. Cool. And you have Loki saying, you know, it is he who remains created, um, this place, the TVA, um, and has been hiding, hiding that fact and stealing people um, from the timeline for the TVA. So to the point of Mobius's 
jet ski past mm-hmm. life or, you know, wherever Hunter B-15 was. Um, and I, I love this kind of realization, you know, that the pruning was to prevent other variants of he who remains uh, so that that's, as you say, that sacred timeline of the he who remains who did, mm-hmm. who does rule over everything. And um, I just thought that was really, uh, cool actually yeah yeah and i hope we can uh we can start calling him something else uh in the future because it's such, call such a mouthful it's such a mouthful calling him he remains in the, over and over again we'll just call him <laughs> hwr or something, something or, like or kang yeah i, I won't remember <laughs> that let's just yeah, call him kang let's just call him uh, kang good stuff oh and we should really call out here uh liz carr back again for almost three shows in a row john um liz carr in uh in witcher season three this year which we covered back uh back in the summertime then on to uh good omens as an angel there and, and here we have her again back in the role of judge gamble yeah. um i think she was in yeah she was in season one as well but it's kind of cool just to have her uh on three different shows uh in, it's over great the, course the last couple of months Love it. yeah absolutely <laughs> Love this. she's uh, uh, beginning to to become a a mainstay of tv podcast industries as well uh but the other big thing that comes out here uh general docs doesn't seem to be taking it lying down that um that everything that's happening um is against what they used to do and sends x5 this other hunter that we're seeing here uh sends him back and lots of other hunters to go and find sylvie because she believes sylvie's caused all of this yeah. she's the one that's uh that's caused this whole issue by killing uh he who remains in the future effectively so um so that's we kind of see a little bit of that um, in the discussion between the two of them, between General Docs and X5. But at, towards the end of the episode, we see B15 looking on as there's hundreds, it seems, of hunters going through yeah. uh, these the time windows back. Well, and ultimately, you know, General Docs and Judge Gamble don't see eye to eye here um, mm-hmm. in that Judge Gamble does hold up Hunter B15's um, ruling, yeah. ruling yeah. of not pruning. Uh, the variants mm-hmm. on on the other branches, and so she she upholds that. Whilst General Docs, in a sense, is wanting to get back to the sacred timeline in another way by getting and pruning Sylvie yes. as the source of all the chaos that's happening after she kills he who remains at the end of season one. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's most of what's going on in the in the present. Let's just quickly talk about the future. We will, of course, talk about uh, Obi as uh, our major uh, variant in Variant 4, but just quickly to talk about what's happening in the future as Loki arrives there and sees what's going on around him because um, I thought it was quite interesting when you look at that board that Mobius and B-15 were looking at uh, in the present. That board had all the timelines uh, bursting off of it. As Loki arrives, you see that board again, and on it, everything's merging back into one central timeline. Everything's coming back to this, potentially this sacred timeline. Again, like he who remains yeah. wanted in the first place. We don't know how far in the future well, this is um, at all but yet, but we do know that, that everybody's being evacuated yes. from the TVA. We hear the announcements uh, over the Tannoy, possibly from Miss Minutes, uh, telling people to go and get their uh, evacuation shuttle out of, uh, of this place because it's about to go down. Yeah, so this temporal loom, which seems to be the power engine of where time is created... Um, and the energy for that, um, it has, it says on the, 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 this temporal loom has gone critical. Mm. And so, you know, you can see the TVA things falling apart. And this is all suggested even at the present, um, with the power surges and the flickering of lights. Um, OB does say how this 
has something to do with the temporal loom and what they need to do now. But, yeah. but absolutely, by the time of the future, mm-hmm. the TVA seems to be sort of falling um, apart. Falling apart. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we also have Loki moving back to the future, so to speak, uh-huh. uh, from the present in order then to enact um, Obi's plan. So yeah. I think that brings us to our variant four. Cracking through these uh, variants. Yeah. I, I guess even though there's a lot of techno babble in this episode, um, like Star Trek speak almost at times, uh, it's reasonably straightforward. It is, There's yeah. a lot going on and they have to go back through um, I guess new versions of uh, descriptions of those timelines and variants and that kind of stuff, but reasonably straightforward. Yeah, we have to save Loki here from slipping through time. Is the big and it's thing. kind of a yeah. heavy information dump. Oh yeah, not only because for the audience and from you know linking it to season one, but even because you're moving between the past, the present, and the future, mm-hmm. it's that. So that Mobius and Hunter B-15 also catch up on the events at the end of time. Exactly. Uh, which they weren't there for. So I think, yes, on to variant four. Mm-hmm. Uh, Obi has a plan to stop Loki uh, time slipping. Yes. Uh, which is kind of, you know, a, the main kind of a- aspect here in the present yeah. um, is the plan. And again, this warping, this slipping between um different times i loved how that played into mobius and loki going down to the basement of the tva mm-hmm. to see ouroboros um and him not having any memory of loki and then this temporal aura extractor but then loki warping back to the past having the conversation to inform the future so i loved yeah. this whole sequence i thought it was really good i mean I actually thought the jumping here between past and present was really good. I thought the sequence was really good, played out well, linked the 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 realization of Loki or the realization of Obi in this case mm-hmm. with then what was happening in, in the present. So I thought it was really well done. I, I liked how this this played out. Oh, absolutely, and and so well played by Kei Kwan. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Here, you know, most recently, uh, everybody knows now. I'm sure that uh, he was involved in, uh, in everything, everywhere, all at once. Uh, fantastic yeah. time travel movie. Really, really uh, loved it. Yeah, uh, Indiana Jones, Temple of Doom, of course, and the Goonies. And yeah. the Goonies uh, loved, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so pleased that he's back. And I loved him here, sort of, you know, sort of having been down in this basement, seemingly taking the cash from the, 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 the tills or the, the instructions, um, whatever he was taking out of the tubes in order to process <laughs> them yes. and send them back. Um, and I, I kind of just really enjoyed this and how he remembered Mobius. But Mobius didn't remember him and just, yeah. you know, that awkward moment, which everyone's kind of had at some point where it's like, I don't remember your name. Yeah. But I've seen you once. You're my best friend. I've seen you once. How long ago was that? Thousands of years ago. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> maybe. Like, well, no, uh, he says maybe. three, four, yeah, yeah. 400 years. It's like, <laughs> yeah. oh my goodness. That was really good. I loved it. I yeah. thought he brought a great sense of, um, just, lightness and, and humor to mm-hmm. it and um, but he's also the technician of this piece absolutely but he just brings so much joy to it yeah. so much fun to this uh whole proceeding like he's such an excitable character and you know 
I, I don't want to paint someone with something from their career for 30 years ago. And that's the only thing that uh, that sparks in your mind. But you absolutely see the joy of um, of his characters from uh, from Goonies and his character yeah. from uh, Temple of Dune still there in the background. You know, Definitely. you can still feel it's the same person. You know, uh, he's got such a great presence. And I think it's really well needed in this episode, which is, as you said earlier on, just a, a lot of exposition going on. A lot of people talking in rooms and running from one room to another room while they're uh, while they're getting across everything that's going on. But then to take a pause with this character of OB as he tries to parse out what's going on, he looks like he is the only engineer working for the TVA. He basically says he works all day, all, all day, all night, as part of the team underground and nobody above ground seems to recognize who he is and yeah. what he does. But they may th- t- think there's a whole team of engineers down there keeping the TVA afloat. It seems like it might just be Obi. It looks like it. And yeah. he knows all the key areas of the TVA. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I, I really just enjoyed this. Um, as I say, the, the sequencing backwards and forwards, mm-hmm. you know. As Loki talks to him in the past, yeah. and he remembers what he's saying to him in the present when he's talking to Mobius yeah. and Loki. I think that's really interesting as so well. It, you know, all of a sudden yeah. he just pulls out the temporal aura extractor because Loki had had that conversation. Well, you know, if it is possible, you know, theoretically, because Obi doesn't believe that mm-hmm. you can time slip in the TVA, but if it is theoretically possible, yeah. how would you kind of rectify it? So there is this temporal aura extractor built mm-hmm. that would be used to pull Loki out of the time stream uh, in the temporal loom to effectively uh, he would to prune himself from all the different timelines mm. uh, and bring him back into this kind of present of as we've been describing it. Um, so does this mean, given last season, we got loads and loads of Loki variants, some really cool ones. We got alligator Loki, of course, yeah. and kid Loki, and we had Richard e. Grant as classic Loki as well, of course, yeah. you know, but do you think this means as Loki's, being pruned and then this device is being used to pull him from the timeline into one location does that mean we're not going to get any more variants of loki in this season i'm guessing that it's going to be reduced for sure i think mm. it's just going to be focusing on on this uh loki yeah uh, the one that we know and, and sylvie who is also and, and sylvie as well yeah. yeah so sylvie will be the only variant i i mm. think also as well you know part of that was trying to also describe uh, the timelines and, mm-hmm. and the branching and all that. But again, we're getting more of that uh, around the time loom, yeah. uh, which uh, is, as I say, is, is like the the hub for the creation of time and is in, in trouble here. What we do find out from OB on the time loom is that it is Miss Minute who looks after it ultimately. And, and OB just does... Uh, and runs diagnostics mm. sort of every thousand years or so. Yes. So again, Miss Minutes can't be trusted. We see there are these power surges. It looks like the time loom is in the temporal loom is in trouble. So, you know, whether again, it's another part of the nefarious plans of he who remains uh, and so on. Um, who knows? But. I kind of like how this is setting up, you know, this, this temporal loom is this hub here, mm. but, and this is what is making Loki time slip and the issues that we see throughout the present TVA 
okay, it's just flickering of lights at the moment, but we see in the future it's much worse. Yeah. And um, the other side of it is it needs Mobius to go out through the doors, and there is a high risk of spaghettification yes. <laughs> um, once you've gone through kind of the big blast doors and he has to wear this great suit I mean it does feel like something out of Jules Verne and mm-hmm. sort of, sort of like 2001 know, maybe yeah well there's going no I'm thinking more going underwater oh, okay. in the yeah, old yeah. kind of swimsuits I guess or whatever <laughs> they were called you know the iron lung I guess the iron lung yeah, yeah. yeah. and it feels like that but yeah. the Time will effectively age this suit mm-hmm. as you're in there. Yeah. And so it will strip it back and it will age it until it, it hits your skin and then it will just be like your skin peeling off. Yes. Um, which Mobius is a little hesitant to do this. Um, and of course, it all becomes very last minute. We have OB having to close the blast doors. Mm-hmm. Mobius unlikely to get back through them in time because he's sort of trying to give Loki uh, every moment of time to prune himself um, after warping away. Mm -hmm. But it is very last minute. And by who? I don't know. Yes. I don't know who, I don't know who prunes Loki in the future. Yeah. Someone um, off screen effect. Unless it was Sylvie because he does see Sylvie. And unless you kind of did a, a jab through the partly open door. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, she was uh, directly in front of him yeah. and said, um, oh, there you are to him as he arrived. So maybe, yeah, maybe it is Sylvie saying, oh, there you are. She was trying to find him. Maybe. But then yeah. it looked like it was coming from behind, but you mm. don't see who pruned him. Yeah. And who was ringing the phone? And why were they ringing the phone? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. A few bits of unexplained well, stuff there. I suppose it's a setup for a season, so you're not yes. supposed to have everything explained to you immediately. But uh, but yeah, as as um Loki arrives back, um saving uh Mobius knocking him back through the uh back through the door. Just in the nick uh, of just time. Just in the nick of time, um <laughs> he says to him they need to find Sylvie, right? So yes. so now we have everybody focusing on Sylvie. We have um General Doxon and X five and, and their team effectively, and now we have uh Mo- Mobius and um Loki going yes. after as well. So um so that's that's quite an interesting place to end end it. Uh, I did love those scenes with Obi. I thought, thought he was great at explaining all of the all of the little intricacies of it. But what I also loved was when um Mobius realizes that the uh, the glass is cracked on the only thing keeping him possibly alive, <laughs> and of course the handy uh, tape yeah. comes yeah, out. Yeah, the bit of gaffer uh, tape. The gaffer yeah. tape comes or out to tape, save yeah. his life. Yes, yeah, exactly. So, Good. <laughs> really yeah. liked it. Really liked it. Really did. Yeah. Uh, I think with the fact that everyone in the present day TVA is looking to find Sylvia, I think mm-hmm. we go on to our variant five, which is. Yes, Sylvie. before we say that, there is a post-credit scene in this episode, fellow defenders, in case you didn't see it, and that's what we're about to talk about now. So yes. if you didn't see it, pop back into the episode, go on to the post-credit scene, because it is kind of important um, what, what's happening in the scene. I guess so. Yeah. Um, yeah, I yeah. think so. Right. I, I mean, well, I guess we've entitled Variant 5, Sylvie is brought back to you by McDonald's. Yes. Um, so it's effectively we see her arriving at Broxton, Oklahoma through a portal mm-hmm. in 1982 where there is a period McDonald's there um, and her arriving into that and saying, asking the guy behind the counter, 
what do I do? How how do I do this? Yes. And he's like, well, what do you want? And mm-hmm. um, you know, maybe you could try some of our new chicken McNuggets. He mentions fillet of fish, mm-hmm. um, and she's a quarter kind pounder of, with or without cheese. Maybe a Big Mac. Yeah, the whole the, the whole, whole list, list is yeah. given over here, and she's kind of you know you, he fades out and blurs out within the frame. And she's like, I want to try everything. Yes, but there's some important things going on in the background for Sylvie here. Yeah. Um, remember, Sylvie was uh, was taken from her own time when she was only a child and never got to experience any of this stuff. So uh, th- what she actually asked for when she goes to the counter is uh, make sure it's not rat or something like that. <laughs> yeah, make sure that I don't have to eat that. something with a face. Yeah. Uh, you know, McDonald's, you're definitely not going to be uh, seeing any animals uh, in the food that they've, no. uh, <laughs> that they've, not that they don't make food with that, with uh, that isn't from animals, but uh, it won't look like an animal. Certainly um, not to, to criticize McDonald's too much, but also as she looks around the room, she sees um, some young lovers together. Yeah. Uh, she sees a group of teenagers together who, we're all chatting away and having a good time uh, in the 1980s in, in the US. Uh, Sylvie's never experienced yeah. any of this. So she her won't. line about, uh, I want to I want to try everything yes. is not, I want to try the whole I menu know. of, I was of being McDonald's. Facetious. <laughs> I was being facetious. She wants to try life. Yes, you know? exactly. Choose exactly. life. Oh, that's a different property. It is a different property. Brand. But I'm absolutely certain McDonald's will be using Sylvie wants to try everything on our menu uh, in future advertising. Um, and we will definitely be seeing uh, the Golden Arches back uh, in next week's episode. Yes. <laughs> uh, and maybe Sylvie will be sort of... Um, what was the what was the famous documentary where the guy just lived on McDonald's? Oh, uh, yeah. The quarter the... Pounders or something like that, or Big Macs and... You know, gradually he went grey and like sunken mm-hmm. eyes and sort of almost bordering sort of pre type one di- diabetic. Yeah, super size me. That was it. Yeah. So where he is, just hopefully she doesn't turn out like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, she has to experience other stuff as well as McDonald's. <laughs> so hopefully, hopefully. Um, but yeah, so I, th- I thought this was actually you know when I watched it the second time, I thought it was a better. Um, tag scene than originally yes uh, what i thought it was just an ad for mcdonald's um so, <laughs> whereas it does tie in quite well with sylvie's story definitely uh, yeah yeah excellent stuff well fellow defenders i think that wraps up our variants for episode one Ouroboros. so derek any notes for the episode uh, only note I have, because uh, as I said, there does seem to be a lot going on in the episode. I think we talked about most of it, but the only note I have, Broxton, Oklahoma, um, the location of that McDonald's that Sylvie uh, heads to at the end of, uh, at, uh, at the end of the episode. Um, I think that is where, uh, New Asgard is located in the comic books, where Thor brings Asgard to. So, uh, since Sylvie is a very good Excellent. Loki and also an Asgardian, it's just interesting that she landed there. Yep. Good stuff. And I'm, I say interesting. I know the writers knew that's what they were doing. They wouldn't have picked it otherwise. But, um, yeah. but yeah, I like that that's a connection there to, uh, to new Asgard from the comic books, not from the, uh, the MCU, but of course, uh, that's a very different place. Yeah. Um, oh, yourself, John. uh, the only uh, couple of notes from me is I just kind of like the shorthand that they did for showing you that Loki had gone to the past with the crack in the mosaic mm. on the floor with, uh, showing the the shield of the TVA and mm-hmm. then having a crack in it when Loki came back and was suddenly recognised. So I, I kind of just like that little shorthand. Yeah. I thought it was nicely done. Yeah. Um, and I have to say, the whole stuff inside the temporal loom uh, just, I thought, visually looked amazing. It was really cool. I thought it was really cool. I thought seeing the degradation of Mobius's 
suit was really really good and just all that visual i thought was really nicely done to be honest yeah um so yeah and also the only other note is apologies for i don't know how many times i've probably called mobius morbius but um because <laughs> throughout my notes i've called him morbius and i know it's mobius yes mobius and mobius and i've probably done it as well i think we, we probably did that throughout the first season too yeah. <laughs> i'm sure we'll continue to do it but yes i might as well get the apology out up front definitely um, was there a moment here with obi where he gives uh the manual of the tva to loki as well um and is saying there's some really complex uh, concepts in there, but everybody has one of these books on their desk. Yeah, it's kind <laughs> so, of like the the orange training manual. Yeah, yeah, and it's like something that, you know, is a reference book that Obi has written himself yeah. of all the things that he knows, but nobody reads it. They just go straight to the, straight to the man, straight to the source and get exactly. him to fix their problems. Um, but nobody goes down and actually talks to him. No. So, of course, poor engineers and IT departments based in basements. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Good uh, stuff. Excellent stuff. Derek, uh, do you defend Loki Season 2, Episode 1, Ouroboros? I do. It's a good start um, to the new season. It's, it's kind of a, a middling episode because you got to set up so much. And in this show, Loki season one was massively complex. We went went through multiple timelines, uh, multiple uh, different time periods uh, from the start of time to the end of time almost. You know, it felt like a, a Doctor Who series in six episodes last season. So setting all that back up after two full years as well. And... You know, we've seen um, at Man of the Wasp Quantumania, we've seen um, Multiverse of Madness, we've seen all these big concepts in the MCU as well. So kind of coming back into it and having having to have all that laid out again um, does mean that the episode had a lot to bear in it. So I'm hoping that uh, there'll be a bit more momentum in it uh, next week. Um, I did like that we have more regular characters from last season back characters like Casey who didn't have a huge part in last season seeing them back here having a bit more of a role so we have a bit more of a team around us in the TVA not just uh, Mobius a bit of B-15 and Loki like we had last season and obviously Ramona Renslayer who's now gone Um, but it'll be good to have an actual full cast and ensemble cast a bit more uh, in this season I felt like we got a little bit of that uh, in the first episode yeah. so hopefully that continues uh, in the rest of the season how about yourself John what's your final thoughts on Loki season 2 episode 1 do you defend it yeah I, I do defend this episode I'd give this 4 regularity prunes out of 5 <laughs> Um I, I just kind of really like this quite simple premise of going backwards and forwards through time in order to move this fairly simple story of uh, catching Mobius up and trying to stop Loki from time slipping Mm -hmm. and jumping and to kind of settle him down, I guess, in the timeline. (laughs) Uh, I love the introduction of Obi. Really good. I can't wait to see more um, of this character throughout the show. Uh, you know, the, these little nuggets around, you know, Miss Minutes can't be trusted and hearing the recording of He Who Remains um, speaking to uh, Ravona Renslayer as, um, you know, effectively almost like his right-hand um, general and mm-hmm. wanting to rule with her. So I really like those. I want to see how they play out. And yeah, oh, that, yeah. that mid credit scene, seeing Sylvie, in in Broxton, okay, see how where that goes, but also seeing her in the future as the TVA seemingly is disintegrating, mm-hmm. and who pruned Loki? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
maybe potentially Obi, because I, I feel it has to be someone who knew that that needed to be done. Well, yeah. You know, yeah. ultimately. Yeah. But, or uh, Mobius or Loki, like you know, exactly. all the people that were in that room. Yeah. Um, so I really, really enjoyed this um, for sure. Yeah, and like you say, I, I like some of the, the other characters here, maybe getting a bit more of a part. Certainly, um, you know, I think for me, Hunter XO5 was... I don't recall that character don't think um, massively one. from yeah. season one, yeah. uh, but also General Docs and Judge Gamble as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so good to see them. So yeah, uh, four regularity prunes out of five for me. Excellent. Excellent. Looking forward to the second episode. Uh, before we get on to there, though, let's go on and find out some feedback from our fellow defenders. Uh, first up, we got an email in from Victor Timely Von Doom. Well done. Very Another good. change of name for this season, Victor. Good stuff. Uh, he says, greetings, fellow variants. Yes, Loki is back and better than ever. The action and effects were really on par. Loki's constant time slipping almost made me nauseous. X5 and General Docs smell like trouble. Wasn't Kate Dickey the crazy queen from Game of Thrones? She certainly was. How did she know about the end of time? Mm, interesting. I hope there's a moon door nearby. Also, there is no grey area with Obi. The news is either good or very bad. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like Sylvie has some variants as well. She seemed like a child visiting McDonald's for the first time. I'd like to know the numbers involved in their deal with Marvel. Looking mm. forward to podcast feedback and episode two, Excelsior, Victor Timely Von Doom. Excellent stuff, uh, Victor. Yes, Kate Dickey is certainly mm-hmm. um, the crazy moon door lady from Game of Thrones. Yes. Um, and I, I, I totally agree. I think the effects and action really stunning uh, in this um, this this episode. Mm-hmm. It'd be useful to know what the numbers are with this deal. Yeah, I mean this this seems to be the most on the nose product placement. As of yes. Without it, a doubt. You know, so... And there were so many opportunities last season where we had them visiting yeah. supermarkets or taking... Uh, well, I think there was even in the first episode, there was like a, a bar that was taken from the future and brought back in time that you could tell, you know, that they were out of time. So you'd use a Snickers or something like that to have a have some kind yeah. of deal. But yeah, here the McDonald's, uh, McDonald's placement seems quite significant. Definitely, <laughs> definitely. Uh, thanks so much, uh, Victor Von Doom, for the feedback. Always great to get your thoughts uh, as well. We also got an email through from Coffee and Vodka, who says, A greeting, fellow time-slipping defenders. This has been one of the strangest binge sessions ever. From a sexual predator's blown up genitals to a big flaming (laughs) dragon to lard fried McDonald's french fries. Time slipping, I get. But Obi saying that the timelines were created in the TVA made my former understanding of variant timelines being natural events manifesting after one's apparent behavior uncertain. Mm -hmm. Also, how would going after Sylvie after she's already killed he who remains fix anything? I'm sure this will be explained, but in the meantime, we've got Loki, B-15, and Mobius back together again. This time with Kehu Kwan's OB joining their ranks. Good times. Also, it had a very Matrixy feel to it. Looking forward to the next episode, and of course, enjoy your time off. For Missing Miss Minutes, Temporarily Elastic Lokis, and Unchanged Kangs out of five. Peace and take care. Coffee and vodka. Thanks so much, coffee and vodka. Mm-hmm. Yeah, abs- absolutely. I I think here the um, you know, the difference in explanations between the timelines um and all that is is noticeable. And I think at least for the time being, 
I'm reading it as that he who remains has been hiding a lot from these employers at the TVA. Mm -hmm. Not just his identity and their previous lives, but presumably an awful lot more. And I think that is opening up through Obi with the time loom and, and all these other more sort of, you know, in, in the engine room of time itself. Mm -hmm. So it'd be interesting to see how that sort of uh, gets explained through uh, this series for sure. And, yeah. and, and like yourself, uh, having all these characters back together uh, again, along with, uh, Obi joining joining them uh, is really really good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I liked your comment there, uh, Coffee Vodka, about the uh, the binge session. Uh, so last Friday, when the Loki episode one came out, uh, at exactly the same time, the final episode of Wheel of Time season two came out, and the fourth episode of Gen V all released at the same time. Yeah. It's like back in the day when uh, when NBC used to do their must see TV Thursday nights because yes. it's it's out at that time in the evening, uh, like when Friends and Eeyore and stuff like that was all back to back. So uh, while we may be getting lots of streaming services, when you can watch anything whenever you want to watch it, they release it all of the time that they want you to watch it, which is Thursday, 8 p.m. Absolutely. <laughs> Good stuff. Thanks, Coffee and Vodka. Yeah. Thanks, uh, Coffee and Vodka. Let's pop out over to Facebook. First up, Heather Wallace says, I'm here for the ride, but I have no idea what's happening or how tree branches and multiverses fit together. Is there one sacred timeline that runs through all the multiverses? I don't see how a time variation would ever, ever lead to a universe where there is an alligator Loki. <laughs> I'm going to count the number of hair tosses Loki has each episode. There were at least three in this episode. <laughs> oh, I noticed that the first time uh, watching through this episode as well. Um, just seeing Tom Hiddleston uh, on the ground, throwing his hair back, uh, his beautiful luscious locks. Let's let's just be honest. Uh, the director was having a lot of fun with that, greasing up those locks and making them look absolutely perfect every time he threw his hair back. Uh, I suspect there'll be more later on this season. It's definite Tom Hiddleston Loki move, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, good stuff, Heather. Yeah, I mean, it'd be interesting to know how a Loki alligator would form. I mm. guess I'm I'm just going with its infinite timeline. So some weird and crazy event happened at some point, uh, you know, yeah, possibly but, at a Mardi Gras in New Orleans. What, one, <laughs> well, one, one moment. Um, who knows? Well, a multiverse, it's a multiverse of possibilities. So everything is possible in the multiverse. And then there's timelines that branch off each of those multiverse of possibilities. So, exactly. uh, so it's a lot. <laughs> it is, but I suppose <laughs> last season, all of those Loki variants being pulled together. Some are variants of our Loki who all look the same and have just made different decisions. Other are multiversal variants of Loki that look really different. So a Loki that was a giraffe or a Loki that was a tree <laughs> yeah. or something like that. So what we saw last season was loads of multiversal variants coming together uh, and loads of different timeline branches that those were snipped off from in different multiverses. There we go. Exactly. So it's a, it's an infinity lasagna with spaghetti running through it. There you go. Something like go. that. Yeah. Something like that. Really complex. I, I hope they're able to explain it uh, as we go along throughout the season. But great stuff. Thanks, Heather. Glad you're along for the ride. Yeah, thanks, Heather. Also on Facebook, Chris Harrelson says... This was an excellent season premiere. The stakes seem to be large, and I'm glad the Mobius doesn't know Loki bit was quickly rectified. Mm -hmm. Their relationship was one of my favorite aspects of season one, so it's nice to see them partnering up again right from the start. Absolutely, Chris. Um, I think I think they're really good together. These two characters. Um, it, it's just the kind of chalk and cheese aspect of their characters, exactly. you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
certainly one just being a regular human yeah. and the other a god. But I mean, it's more than that. Yeah, you know? it's like the company man and the man of mischief. Exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Thanks, Chris. Yeah. Thanks, Chris. And also on Facebook, Joe Herbert says, good to see our characters back. Not sure what's going on yet, but that's kind of the point of the show. Mm-hmm. At first, I kept picturing Rutherford of Lower Decks when Eugene Cordero Casey talked. Speaking of Trek, the Technobabble and spacesuits for rescuing Loki was more like an episode of that, so it felt a little out of place. Tom Hiddleston is great as always. I don't recall why he's wearing that harness, but it only accentuates his unusual physical presence. He and Owen Wilson are fun as usual. Maybe we'll learn more in the future, but who, what, was ringing the phone? Maybe it was just to draw him in a direction, and who pruned Loki? How old is OB? Doesn't seem like he's human. He doesn't sleep, so what is he? He built the time loom, so did he help found the TVA? Interesting stuff, Joe. Uh, thanks mm. so much for that. Yes, uh, who prune Loki? I think uh, be interesting mm. to know. I think definitely someone from behind. So I know I was saying Sylvie, but I don't think it's that. But I do yeah. wonder whether it is someone who knows that he should be pruned in that moment. So it could be Mobius or Ob uh, in the future. Um, yeah, or Loki. Or Loki. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know um, how old is Obi? That's another one I ha- that hadn't really crossed my mind at all. You mm-hmm. know, you just kind of assume um, this sort of eternal life going on a bit with some of these characters. But I, I wonder if you know, in the same way that the Timekeepers weren't real, possibly some members of the TVA aren't real, but I maybe. I don't know. It, so I think it's more about him playing with time and maybe we'll get to see or hear more about that. Yeah, and uh, remember the conversation between Obi and, and Mobius in this episode, Loki, where uh, where Obi says t- that it's, it was 300 years ago that yeah. he saw Mobius, you know? Um, Mobius said that in season one, that he doesn't know how time works in the TVA, so he doesn't really know how old he is or how long he's been there. Yeah. Um does anybody have a room that they go to? I don't even remember that from season one. Um, I know Ravona Renslayer, we saw her office, mm-hmm. but I don't remember seeing anybody else go off to sleep either. So uh, maybe Obi's just the first person to mention it, but maybe all of them have been there for thousands of years or hundreds of thousands of years. Uh, you just don't know where this is actually taking place. We're calling it the present because that's where our characters are taking off from last season, but it could be a hundred thousand years in the future yeah. or uh, it's just time doesn't work that way in the TVA. So, uh, so while there are questions over Obi as to whether he's human or not, because of the things he says here, I think he's probably quite similar to everybody else there. No, I think so. Yeah, yeah. So, absolutely. I was uh, just positing yeah. potential for robotics or animatronics, well, a bit like the timekeepers. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, but maybe he was someone that helped found the TVA alongside um, He Who Remains. Yes, and mm. thank you so much, Joe, for pointing out uh, Eugene Cordero, mm-hmm. uh, as who plays Casey. It's also Rutherford uh, in uh, Star Trek Lower Decks. Uh, yeah. I hadn't spotted it, and then uh, I certainly spotted it after seeing your... Um, feedback so uh good stuff because i really like rutherford <laughs> absolutely um again he's my nerd <laughs> along with <laughs> boimler yeah yeah they're a great cast of that show really good uh thanks so much joe and thanks everybody else for your feedback we will be back uh, with our discussion about loki season two episode two next week we will be a little bit late next week because we're going to the uk to watch some uh, american football uh in london so we will be back on um tuesday of next week 
talking about Loki Season 2, Episode 2. Yes. So if you want to send in any of your thoughts, you can email us to feedback at tvpodcastindustries.com or pop on over to our group at facebook.com slash groups slash tvpodcastindustries. Uh, you can pop a, your thoughts on the spoiler post, which I will put up, even though we're going to be away next weekend. Uh, you can pop up your thoughts on there and we'll discuss them on the podcast when it comes out next week. Thanks so much for joining us. There are loads of other shows that we're covering. We've just finished off our coverage of Star Wars uh, Ahsoka this week. We're covering Gen V each week as well, which is the... Uh, very adult spin-off from the boys and also we are finishing up our coverage of the wheel of time season two this week uh, also had to delay that one because we uh, because we went away but lots and lots of stuff going on please make sure you stay subscribed to the podcast over at tvpodcastindustries.com otherwise i'll see you next week yes and of course remember fellow defenders share the podcast because sharing the podcast is sharing, sharing the, the love. love yes it is uh, thank you so much, fellow defenders, for joining us. Um, as always, it is a pleasure speaking with you, all things Loki. Uh, cannot wait to come back to you uh, on episode two of this second season of Loki. But in the meantime, as always, um, keep watching, keep listening, and keep defending. Bye.